The following program has been paid for by TD Touchpoints. The opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KFYI or iHeartMedia. This is the Carol Royce Real Estate Radio Show on News Talk 550 KFYI. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Carol Royce and I'm your host here every single Sunday afternoon. And boy, Joshua Collum, what a glorious Sunday <laughs> afternoon it is. It's been amazing. It's been absolutely amazing. And Vicki Middlebrook, how are you on this fabulous Sunday? I'm doing awesome. And it's going to be really exciting today because coming up later in this show, we have a special guest for Me you. Too. And you're going to be in for a real treat about the knowledge and wealth that you're going to to learn about values and what's going on in this valley. Yes, we have Andrew Turley. He is the president of Phoenix Valuations. And, you know, Josh, our team respects Andrew. We, we, we respect his vast knowledge when it comes to luxury, ultra-luxury, historical, and complex appraisals. And Andrew is the go-to guy, Vicki. He is, absolutely, because there's times when we go out on and meet with a home seller or our listeners, and guess what, Josh? They have something unique about that property, mm-hmm. and we go, you know what? There's hidden value here. Right. And we don't want to leave any value on the table when it comes to selling our seller's homes. So then there's times where we go, we got to get Andrew out at this house. Well, you know, Josh, too, have you ever been inside a home and the, and the tax record says, hey, this house is 4,000 square feet, but but we know what 4,000 square feet feels like. <laughs> we do. And you go in the house and you think, oh, no, it's much smaller than that, or oh, no, it's much, much bigger. bigger than mm-hmm. that and you know with the price per square foot cr- climbing so high in the valley it is important that that seller know exactly what the square footage is so they mm-hmm. can price properly because one of the worst things that can happen is is maybe the seller thinks it's 5,000 feet the buyer it's represented to the buyer and it's really 4,000 square feet so the buyer's going to want a reduction so it's just critical that we know these things well the other thing is I will tell you in working with Andrew over the years many times there's a lot of lost square footage meaning everyone kind of goes based on what the county records say and the county doesn't always have the square footage right and sometimes on these larger homes they're missing you know some of the square footage there and so if you're leaving that on the table and just going by what tax record says Mm -mm 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 -mm. it could be harming you in the Mm -hmm. you know based on what you're going to sell that house for well, I know I've even been in some track homes and semi-custom where a lot of the square footage comes from the builder themselves, oh, but if Josh. people have done some mm-hmm. additional features, mm-hmm. you get some added square footage mm-hmm. there as well that's not always reflected. So it's always great right. to have an appraiser come through, um, especially in that luxury price point where there may be you know, more expensive materials used, better features. Let me You're just so give right. an example. So many times people will take that added bonus room, mm-hmm. the game room, the flex space, There might be um, an in-law suite that you can add to the standard floor plan when you're building with one of our production builders in here. But what happens is they're going to hand over to the county actually what the footprint of the base floor plan was for that home many times. So not only... Not always does that bonus room or that Mm -hmm. mother-in-law suite Mm -hmm. or the flex space get Mm -hmm. added on to the tax records. Mm -hmm. And so then when you go to sell that house, that square footage might be lost there. It truly is. So, Vicki, let's just talk a little bit about our high-end market in Maricopa and Pinal County. I know that you gauge that, you look at that, you trend that every single week. So what are we looking like right now? Are we still in, in a limited inv- inventory situation? Yeah, so I'll go ahead and break down what's going on in the 
luxury market. All data is compiled from the Arizona Regional Multiple List Service servicing Maricopa and Pinal counties. <coughs> Cur- sorry. Currently. Allergies. <laughs> well, and I've been talking nonstop for the last hour. So currently, there's 1,730 luxury homes for sale, priced from $1 million to a high of $75 million. The current average price luxury for sale home is $2.93 million with days on market averaging 113 days. Mm. Now, Carol and Josh, coming soon, there are 93 properties. The mm. average price, $2.59 million, with those homes coming on the market. Under contract in escrow, there's 933 luxury homes priced from $1 million to a high of $13.5 million. The average price luxury home in escrow right now, $2.22 million, with days on market averaging 91 days. Okay, very good. Hey, you know, I see something interesting, Josh. Uh, Vicki said that the average days on market of the houses currently is mm-hmm. running at 113 days. So we're seeing a little bit of an expanse there. We are. And I mean, as you go into the under contract, we're looking at 91 days. So, I mean, yeah. it seems yeah. like while that is still growing, it's mm-hmm. still a seller's market mm-hmm. from what we see. That's right. So if we take a look at what sold and closed escrow, we had 134 homes closed in our MLS since last week's show. Closed escrow price from nine hundred fifteen thousand to a high of twelve point five million. The average closed for the week was two million thirty seven. Now, let's take a look at kind of when we take a look at all the homes that have closed just since January first. Okay. If that average over a million dollars is running one point nine one million, so that would be the year- yearly. Little luxury less. price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those days of market are running 83. Mm-hmm. Since the first of the year, we've had 1,902 luxury homes close escrow, the highest priced year to date, $23.5 million. And this data is all in our MLS. Absolutely. But but what is so critical to you, the home seller or even a home buyer, is that you, know, you need to deal with a team, a luxury team that understands this market, that understands mm-hmm. the pricing of this market, that understands that different areas are bring different values uh you know views play a huge role when you're in that north scottsdale the troon or the camelback corridor paradise valley so you know josh that's that's something that we know at the carol race team we are we are experts in that it is and i mean even beyond i think when a lot of people think of it luxury here in the valley they specifically think of scottsdale and paradise valley but we have so much more i mean every city has its own section of luxury we do and like you were saying that comes with views or amenities that you might not have in other cities it could be a waterfront property i mean um there's tons of luxury out there and like you said you owe it to yourself to reach out to a team that knows this department and this so, Josh, you know, uh, and Vicki, we know the importance, too, of staging, getting a home ready. So many of the homes, Vicki, that we go into are beautiful. I mean, they're absolutely up, dressed to the nines. They're designer ready, and they're so they're so ready just to put a for sale sign out front. We were in one the other day on Cavedale up in the Troon area. Right. Perfect house. We didn't, we told her, don't do a thing. That's don't right. Don't do a thing. Your house is perfect. But there are others that we go into where they're lived in, and I, I know that we were in one recently in Scottsdale. They have four kids, and uh, there, Josh, there were toys, and, and <laughs> the kids' rooms were full of toys. Oh, and, yeah. And the wife said, I should feel ashamed for having so many toys, but I was raised without any toys, and I kind of overdo it with my kids right now. So we gently suggested to her that we put some of these away to get the home ready to come on the market. Right. Some of our homes are painted in 
colors that aren't t- trendy today. So we'll suggest that. So I guess the point of my story, Vicki, is this. When we come in, we're going to be transparent with you. We're going to give you good information. Uh, if it's if it's in regards to doing a little bit of work, we're going to share that with you. Getting it staged a bit, we're going to share that with you. That's right. When you call out the Caraway's team, we're going to sit down with you. We're going to talk about what's going on in your neighborhood as well as the general area we're going to sit down show you the value we're going to show you how we're going to sell your home and get you top dollar for it but then we can also walk around with you and talk about things you can do to maximize your value yes and sometimes it's just picking up a few items other times it might be painting a wall and then you know a few times we might recommend home staging and there's different stages of home staging and i know we're going to have andrew turley coming up with um phoenix valuations valuations Mm -hmm. in a few minutes and i was talking to him the other day and i said andrew how does home staging impact the value of a home when you're appraising and he goes really i can't give value on personal property and he goes and so that's but he goes i will tell you i have studied numbers and it can impact three to six percent when a home is staged right and looks right based on what the home buyer is willing to pay for that so home. true josh so and he true. said there is yeah. a value to that because mm-hmm. you will see how buyers respond there is and i mean a home doesn't have to be completely vacant for it to have staging that benefits it i think a lot of times buyers will come in if there is some of the seller's furniture there they just can't really envision how they would put their furniture or maybe they're too focused on what they have and sometimes seeing you know a more modern take on furniture inspires them so staging can definitely influence how a buyer sees the property and because we work with buyers and sellers here at the carol royce uh, team in our luxury division mm-hmm. we kind of see what the more modern today's trends are i want to piggyback on that josh because you bring up a good point vicky we just sold a, a cu- beautiful custom home in a gated community in the East Valley. Mm-hmm. And we, when we went into that home, Josh and Vicki, it, 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 it had been lived in. Mm-hmm. They built it 22 years ago. And they had furniture in the house that was about 22 years old. And right. so we gently suggested that we remove some of that, not all of it, but some of it, and put in more contemporary furnishing. And our stager did a beautiful job with that, and we got a cash offer. That's right. And there was only a few pieces few that pieces. we needed to bring mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. But we just needed to take some of the pieces out that were dating the home mm-hmm. and making True. the home have a more dated feel to it. Mm-hmm. And once we did that, the eyes of the buyers changed. Changed, and the feedback changed, and here came the offer. Here came the offer. I mean, it makes mm-hmm. such a difference. I think when you do have a home that is a little more dated or has a specific feel to it, mm-hmm. you're just kind of putting yourself in a box where you're looking for that niche buyer or someone who does have the vision to kind of move it forward. Mm-hmm. Whereas with a little staging, you can kind of appeal to a lot more buyers out there. So so true. And that just brought that house right up to today's current trends. Hey, you have been listening to me. I am Carol Royce. I'm your host here every single Sunday afternoon, and I am with Josh Collum and Vicki Middlebrook, and we're going going to be talking to Mr. Andrew Turley and what a wealth of information Andrew brings. He is president of Phoenix Valuation. So we're going to take a little break, but do come right on back because you're going to be amazed at the information you're going to get. Uh, reach out to me, Carol Rice, 480-776-5231 or Vicki. That's right. You can always go to our website, carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. And remember, your home sold guaranteed or Carol will buy it. Pick up the phone. Give her a call today. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to sit down with you 
spend some time in your home and talk to you about how we can get you the most money for your home with the least amount of hassle. We'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back, everybody. This is Carol Royce, and I'm your host here every single Sunday afternoon. And, of course, I am in the studio with Miss Vicki Middlebrook. And, Vicki, I know that you just absolutely admire our guest, and I'm going to have you introduce him. That's right. We have Andrew Turley with Phoenix Valuations. He's probably one of the best appraisers that you could ever oh, have out to your... he is the best. Exactly. <laughs> have out to your home. Um, his wealth of knowledge, and you're in for a real treat today to hear what he has to say. So, Andrew, welcome to the Carol Race Real Estate Show. Uh, you are an expert. You do a lot of everything, but boy, you really are an expert, Andrew, in high-end appraisals, historic properties. Tell us a little bit about what you do, Andrew. Yeah, so we've been a uh, full-fledged appraisal firm that's really been servicing all of the needs of any residential property in the state for about 20 years, give or take. And our niche or our specialty is really complex property. Complex, okay. High-end, luxury, historically relevant, and really just anything that tends to take another level of analysis. Um, my wife gives me a hard time because I'm kind of the guy who, when I see a difficult challenge, I run towards it as a way from it. So mm-hmm. we just try to mm-hmm. really just help people in the market have transparency and get answers that they need. Well, that's a good answers that they need. And Vicki, here's why, here's why we have such respect for Andrew, because there are many unique properties in our beautiful state in Maricopa County, where Vicki and I work. Many of these high end properties, Andrew, you know, typically you're looking for comparables to support pricing, correct? Mm-hmm. And so many of them, there are no comparables. It, so it takes the expertise of an Andrew Turley to actually help us put a price on that home so that the seller doesn't overprice or underprice. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's that's when we call you, Andrew. Yeah, and that's why we love working with you, you and your team, because you guys understand that there are nuances in the market. There, and are. That there are a lot of um, interplay of attributes that affect mm-hmm. value mm-hmm. and understanding, okay, how can we maximize the home's mm-hmm. value mm-hmm. by being aligned with the best analyst in town? And so it's always a real treat to work with you guys and your team and just how much you guys are sensitive to those differences in the market. I want to just kind of give you a case in point. I was showing some high-end homes to a that we're working with Andrew and four of the properties that we looked at had absolutely stunning stunning views of Camelback Mountain stunning views of Camelback Mountain the the fifth property that we looked at was priced right in line with the other four with the stunning views and it had no views of Camelback Mountain if you went out into one corner of the yard and turned a certain way you could catch a little bit of the mountain and yet that house was priced as though it had the full-on mountain Mm -hmm. views so that's some of the nuances that that I think that that some sellers and some agents get caught up in because there is a value associated in the Phoenix and Paradise Valley marketplace, Scottsdale, with Troon Mountain Views, Camelback Mountain Views, and we have so many different things to offer here. Yeah. And, and, and being sensitive to those, to those differences, you know, quite honestly, not every agent understands that. Mm -hmm. And you guys definitely are sensitive to those differences and the market is sensitive to those differences. And our appraisal firm is definitely looking through the land analysis and understanding what is a view really worth? Is it an extra 5%, 10% depending Mm -hmm. on, you know, Mm -hmm. the view corridor and the elevation? Mm -hmm. Um, There's just a different, 
uh, level of practice in the market. And I, I firmly believe that buyers these days, they want that expertise. They want that sensitivity to the differences because not all homes are creative equal. They're just no. like people. No. There's no two identical people. That's right. The other thing is <clears throat> when, when we price a home and let's just say it's one of the homes that we're representing with a, for a home seller, and all of a sudden you have buyer agents who are kind of objective counsel and they're coming in and going well we don't really see where the comps are we really don't see where the value is Mm -hmm. when we have had you out to the property Mm -hmm. and you've established a value it's hard for them to argue with that value based on just looking at kind of some mls comps because it doesn't always show when you're looking at comps you can't tell that there's a three hundred thousand dollar security system and electronics and different things and the type of construction and who built the house and all that. Realtors kind of have a hard time gauging that sometimes. Well, they can do, Andrew, they can do, they can do cookie cutter to cookie cutter, production home to production home. But we have so many different things going on in our Paradise Valley and in our Scottsdale and, and our entire valley, if you will. So many different things going on and things that have to be taken into consideration. And I wanted to say that I read an article recently where you actually you went right into Paradise Valley and you said there are many different venues for appraising Paradise Valley. Tell us about that. Yeah, so that was uh, an article that really just kind of came about organically. Okay. And, and what I mean by that is I would always have agents like yourselves at the top tier of luxury, they would say, what is the difference between being west of Tatum or east of Tatum or north of Doubletree or south? Or yes. how are these views yes. interplaying with value? Yes. And my appraisals, we would reflect that information. And finally, one day I kind of had an aha moment. I'm going, why don't I just break down Paradise Valley and really see how many different submarkets there are? And we found that there's seven different distinct submarkets, or you can call it districts in Paradise Valley that have their own locational value. You know, Andrew, the the the, 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 the mile mass is not that much in Paradise Valley, right. and to find seven sub values, amazing. I'll Tell think, us more. Yeah, so one of the challenges with going through that data was was really just understanding location because location okay. is everything in real estate. We say it all the time: location, location, location. And once we identified what are the locational values that then allows us to say, okay, well, what should someone be paying a premium for being closer to, let's say this view corridor versus that. Right. And that was, we've got a lot of notoriety and a lot of feedback from agents finally saying, thank you for breaking down um, this, this market that's incredibly difficult. But back to your original comment about the nuances. I also think too, you know, these algorithms online are not helpful, They're not helpful. for buyers and sellers no. trying to figure out where their house no. is worth no, because right. there's they 23 different adjustments we go through as an appraisal firm to figure out what are what are these, um, wh- how do these affect, these attributes affect the, the overall market value. And we know you guys are sensitive to it, so it's great. We well, I mean, Zillow <clears throat> lost a lot of money trying to buy on their algorithm, right? <laughs> so that proved the case that you really need professionals that can help price these homes and determine what is that accurate value. That is exactly right. Uh, You know, when you fish from a pool of data, Mm -hmm. like the public tax records, 
I've said this for the longest time, beating from the highest mountaintop in real estate, the, ta- the county tax records are wrong a third of the time. And right. by that, we mean square, square footage. footage. Yeah. And when we're rising in a price per square foot, that extra 100, 200 square feet means a lot That's to critical. a buyer mm-hmm. or a seller. Mm-hmm. That's exactly so, right. So, yeah, address that, Andrew. Yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of attributes that affect value. One of the main drivers is square footage. Mm-hmm. And we measure every house with a laser with the most latest technology uh, to determine what is the actual square footage of the property. And right. we analyze also what the county has. Our county is actually a really good county in terms of its transparency. Mm-hmm. They actually publish on public record the layout of everyone's house, which is really cool. So, you, so and I know you, you guys know this. Know when you that. walk a house and if you look at it, you can say, okay, it feels like there's a bigger room here. Yes. Right. Let's yes. call Andrew and his team yes. out. Uh-huh. Let's all get on the same page and understand how this is impacting value. And square footage is one of the biggest drivers of value. So I would say about a quarter of all homes in this county are larger than what everyone thinks. They, they are, and we come we come up with that, and so that'll that will impact the seller because the pricing now can go up for a seller. However, if we represent if we represent Andrew the value uh, to a buyer at five thousand square feet, and it comes in at forty three hundred square feet, that buyer's not happy, mm-hmm. and that buyer is going to want an adjustment in that pricing because right. they are missing seven hundred square feet. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a challenge. I don't I, you know I. I don't envy your guys' position on reconciling that, but you guys <laughs> know what you're doing and you guys have been dominating the Valley for a while. Our position has always been get the appraisal done before Love the that. house is marketed, yes. especially yes. when it's a difficult assignment. I think when square footage is unknown, condition is unknown, views are not really understood, it's sort of like buying a car without knowing the mileage. Right. Mm. And we don't want an unhappy feeling between buyers no, and no, sellers no. during their biggest acquisition that mm-hmm. they are generally making. So we don't want surprises in the market. That's I think right. we want transparency. We always argue for that. Um, and we're just we're just extremely excited that you guys value what we can do to help. Um, well, it's why we it's it's why it's why we call you, uh, Vicky and I know what we know and we know what we don't know, right, Vicky? That's right. Uh, we walked into a home the other day and we looked at it and on service we thought, okay, we can do this. And then we walked into the backyard and we saw an outstanding guest house and we thought, what what was the what was the comment out of your mouth the minute you hit the backyard? <laughs> as soon as I saw that secondary building, I looked at Carol and I said, we. Need Andrew. We need Andrew. <laughs> Andrew to the rescue. That. So Andrew, we we just so appreciate you and your expertise. Uh, hey, you have been listening to the Carol Rich Real Estate Show. Vicky and I are here today with uh, President. Uh, you're not the president. I kind of wish you were. With Andrew Turley, you are the president <laughs> of Phoenix Valuations. There you go, Andrew. Yeah, How awesome. about that? Uh, and so, Andrew, you do a lot of the high end. You do a lot of the historic. Uh, you do a lot of the the properties that that need a little extra expertise. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Uh, if you've got if you've got uh, a Jeff Edmond home and and there are four Jeff Edmonds models that have sold in the neighborhood similar to yours. Vicki and I are great at that, right, Vicki? Right. right. But when we get into the complex, the luxury, the views, the different amenities. Oh, my gosh. At that yeah. point, we don't want to leave any money on the Lot table size. for a home seller. Yes, yes. That's why mm-hmm. we partner and call Andrew and say, hey, we need you to come alongside us and see if we're in the right ballpark here and give a full-blown appraisal for our home seller. Well, and you know what, too, uh, Vicki, buyers and buyer agents don't argue with that. Right. They understand understand that. They respect that. 
That's right. You have been listening to Carol Reese Real Estate Show. We're here with you every Sunday afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m. Remember, your home sold guaranteed or Carol will buy it. Pick up the phone. Give her a call today. 480-776-5231. That's 480-776-5231. Or you can always go to our website. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. We're going to be right back after a short break. Yes, we are. And Andrew, if you'll stay and come back with us, I've got a few more questions to ask. I'd love to. All righty. Thanks, everybody. Come on back. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Carol Royce, and I am your host here every single Sunday afternoon. And I am in the studio with Vicki Middlebrook. And boy, do we have a, a treat for you. Uh, Andrew Turley is president of Phoenix Valuations. But that title is so plain, Andrew. If I could just <laughs> describe you, you know so much about this valley, about value about design style about you know everything that's happened from pre-covid to post-covid and i think vicky that we just get in here and start talking to andrew and let's just get some of that knowledge out of his handsome head i agree (laughs) very good so andrew let's just talk a little bit you said earlier that that you know design styles change on about a five-year increment what does that mean so we live in a culture now where i feel like we are being exposed to so much information on instagram on tv pop culture when it comes to what are design style changes being done in the market? HGTV, yeah. everybody, yes, Fix we and know. flip show, yes. Orange yes. County, whether yes. or not those yes. lovely ladies are actually right. models or real estate agents, who knows? <laughs> who knows? But we are consuming so much information at a faster rate than we, we ever are. have before. Yeah. Think about like 20 years ago when you wanted to look up the greatest architectural design, you'd have to go to a store and buy a magazine, right? right. That's right. Today, we're, we're so inundated with these changes. So what I was saying earlier is, I used to be able, so I'd call this kind of the blind Pepsi architecture test. Okay. As an appraiser, 21 years of doing this, I think we've, my firm has done 18,000 appraisals. Wow. I used to be able to look at a house from the outside, so the front, the elevation, mm-hmm. I could say, that's an 80s house. Then yes. I drive down the street, that was built in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Drive down the street, that's the 50s, that's 90s. Now we're seeing design changes being accelerated because I believe the consumers, your guys' buyers, your wonderful buyers and sellers, are, are exposed to these changes and the market is, is reacting quicker and buyer attitudes are changing in shorter increments because we're exposed to that. If that makes sense. Let me tell you where we see this. <clears throat> I can just give you some examples. In that Cactus Shea corridor, the Love homes are on big lots and, and historically those were big ranch style homes, right? right? Andrew, but today you go over there and they've left one wall standing and they've totally redesigned it and it has that that architectural digest feel to it. Some of that kind of ultra modern, Mm -hmm. now it's, and that is is sprinkled in with with the ranch style home. So so we're, we're seeing it throughout our valley. Yeah, yeah, you're you're seeing the the, the changes on what areas have certain mm, design styles, yes. and you're also I feel like what I'm hearing, and I know you ladies have told me this before. Some of the buyers, you know, they had that experience in the last three or four years where there was a very heavy, modern, transitional, whatever name you want to call it, yeah, where it's right. clean. It almost yes. looks like you're at an Apple computer store. Very open. Yes. Very yes. open. Yes. No walls. And I think the market in some ways has not shifted away from that, but they've right. said, you know, we do still love Santa Barbara or old world Spanish or yeah. craftsmen, you know, so mm-hmm. we're, we're starting to see that. And you guys are sensitive to those changes. You know, I bought a I home that was heavy Tuscan mm-hmm. and 
I had an interior designer come alongside me who does a lot of the high-end homes, and she kept saying to me, with some of the items I was picking to put into the house, I'm not going to let you do that. This house deserves to have this type of feel. Yeah. And she said, sometimes people will take an exterior of a home, mm-hmm. um, they'll have the front, and then they'll try to come in and make it too modern in the inside, and it doesn't look right. Doesn't you need look right. to kind yeah. of consider what the house has in it and kind of go with that. Now, we did high-end finishes throughout the house. Sure. And I was so thankful that she guided me that way because now I'm seeing some of these homes. I'll pull up to like a a Tudor-style home, and then Mm -hmm. I go inside, and the inside just doesn't match what the outside should. Yeah. And I didn't realize how important that was, too, to kind of keep... To keep the 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 integrity of the home. Cohesiveness, right? Exactly. And so some homes don't really have that feel. It's kind of like it got lost along the way in the flip. Yeah. So, and then let's talk a little bit, Andrew. So here in the Valley and all over the, the country, we had we had prior to COVID and what people were looking for and how they wanted to live. COVID hit, right? That changed. It changed. What did you see? We saw changes. What were the changes? It changed dramatically. So let me touch on first migration patterns because yes. Arizona has led the country for inbound right. migration for seven years in a row. I know we all talk mm. about this in, in the market. Inbound migration is huge. When COVID happened, there was a study done by some professor in one of the Texas universities. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. Austin or mm-hmm. you know Texas mm-hmm. Tech, mm-hmm. but he's a, he's a migration specialist. And he found that before COVID, there was X amount of Americans considering moving. Mm -hmm. And then when COVID happened and we had this explosion of job portability, so Zoom world we live in, it added 18 million new Americans on the move. Wow. So that's why we saw that big run up in in prices after, you know, you know, we decided, okay, COVID is an issue, but the world is not totally uh, uh, cratering from a real estate perspective, you had all that influx of, of inbound right. migration. I know you guys, we talk about this, oh your buyers yes. were out of state right and left. So we had those changes that we're, we're still working through and, and Arizona is a big draw of, of, of mm-hmm. folks who are moving into the state with deep pockets. But I would say also how people are living um, changed. So from about, two, this is just my experience and what I would see in the market from 2000 and about 2015, we saw footprints mm-hmm. extremely large at the high end levels. I know yes. you guys, right. we talk yes. about this all the yes. time. Yes. So I'm talking 7,000 mm-hmm. to 13,000 square feet. Square feet. Mm-hmm. Then after that, around 2016, 2017, 2018, we started seeing buyers, and this is why you and I make a great team together working in tandem, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. buyers were wanting to live differently. They, they wanted were. smaller footprints, better amenities, Larger levels of natural light. That's a big thing I always talk about. It's a word that I use is fenestration. There's your Scrabble word. And buyers were shrinking their footprints. But then COVID happens and everyone's in a state of lockdown. They're concerned about X, Y, or Z. They need to have their home gym at their house. They need to have their mother-in-law at their house. Their kids are home. So the footprints, yeah, yeah, kids are home. Yeah, kids come home from college, right? Right. And so the footprints expanded again. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's so critical is working with the best agents and analysts in town who are sensitive to what the market wants right. and, and understanding how those changes are Isn't occurring. that critical? Well, what the market wants and can and, and can, can accommodate that, Vicki? I remember prior to COVID, there was an article that came out that said, Americans don't want homes over 4,000 square feet anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have all these homes yeah. in the Valley that were even production homes that yeah. the builders built that were 45, 4,800 square feet. And I'm like, are we going to really have all these empty houses? Mm-hmm. Well, that's 
not the case. People still want the larger square footage. They do. Um, whether they're in a production home or they're in, you know, a high-end estate. We were in a home yesterday, I think, that was about 13,000 square feet. Yes, yes. Previewing it for one of our buyers. Yeah. And just to hear the way that home seller described how he, uh, he the raised family the family there mm-hmm. for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And now the kids are all grown and they're doing a high-rise living. Penthouse so, living. Penthouse living. <laughs> yeah. So just to hear these stories of how people live... There's always real estate that's going to be sold. Always. And I do think that COVID made our luxury market grow up. I've said that over and over. The ultra luxury exploded and here when is, COVID hit. Numbers we're seeing right now, we've never seen we've before. We've never seen before. Off. No, yeah. no, that's, no. but I wanted to Exploding. Have you talk about that. And, and I think, you know, a lot of the policies in from these states where people are leaving are only fueling our market, especially right. the, the mansion tax in, in California. California. Yeah. I can't tell you how many developers I've talked to because we do a lot of consulting work with your clients mm-hmm. um, that just tell us, you know, I, I'm done there. And we're they're moving done. to yeah. Paradise Valley. Yes. They're moving to. Yes. Ocotillo near yes. Chandler, they're moving yes, to Ahwatukee, they're moving mm-hmm. to North Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the, the amount of transactions that we have seen, even in the last six months, over four million in Paradise Valley has smashed all these records. It has. Right. And it has. it's incredible. And we're seeing those like in different parts of the valley, like Chandler and Gilbert are getting the over mm-hmm. $4 million sales now. So some of these farm towns have yeah. really, people They've are saying, up. you know mm-hmm. what, there's high paying jobs in these areas. We yeah. want to live close to where we work. Yeah. And so you're really seeing that luxury market explode as well. Yeah. Hey, Andrew, what are you seeing on the west side? Are we seeing are we seeing any of our high end sales over there? Yeah. The, so especially up in the areas of like Peoria, Northwest mm-hmm. Valley, mm-hmm. the very West Valley, um, I think a lot of that has what you alluded to earlier. Part of growing up, we're starting to see those price points for those the high end luxury estates clipping two, three, four million. Mm-hmm. Right. And I do think a big driver of that is. You look at the semiconductor facility yes, that's yes, being yes. built. I, yes. I've heard numbers of high as like forty billion that that infrastructure is being you know wow. sunk into, and it's supposed to create as many as like three thousand jobs, jobs that pay a jobs. quarter million or, or mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think a lot of people have you know a lot of confidence in those markets, and yeah. and, uh, and and we're seeing it. Well, we've even sold luxury homes over the last year in Waddell. That we're going well over a million, a million five. And, you know, you didn't used to see that. And now there's these luxury pockets just going all across the valley. Well, and I think, too, like a lot of people, I think, are are more aware of the great um, recreational things that we have across this valley in Mm -hmm. terms of the lakes. And you can get to Flagstaff, you can get to Sedona. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of these outlying areas, they're pretty close to just really great, wonderful, beautiful places that Arizona has to offer. Well, the It's just, you know, you're so close. It's beautiful to to Lake Powell. I love high desert. Andrew, do you do... Not Lake Powell. What, what am I talking about? Lake, Lake Pleasant. Pleasant. Lake yeah, Pleasant. Lake Pleasant's incredible, yes. yeah. And yes. you know, an area that's really going through a boom is that South Phoenix quarter. Yeah, 100%. We're oh, seeing a lot of multi-million dollar homes uh-huh. in that baseline quarter. People are saying, yeah. we want to be minutes to downtown to go mm-hmm. to the games and Proximity. to get to Scottsdale and things like that. So And the, and the South Mountains are gorgeous, the views. Yeah, yeah. and exactly. even the Central Corridor. I mean, mm-hmm. it's always been strong, but mm-hmm. some of the sales that we're seeing in like, you know, near Roosevelt Row and in Cano and Central mm-hmm. Phoenix, it's just incredible. 
Yeah, that historic district that's yeah. really popular, and I know well, that you appraise a lot of that. You do a lot of that, the appraisals in that historic district. Hey, we have been talking with Andrew Turley. He is president of Phoenix Valuations, and one of the things that we love about you, Andrew, is you know this valley as well as we do. I'm an Arizona native. Vicki's an Arizona native. We grew <laughs> up here. We know this valley. And so if you're thinking about putting your high-end home or not-so-high-end home on the market, you owe it to yourself to call me, Carol Royce. You can get me at 480-776-5231. Vicki and I would love to talk with you, meet with you. Uh, if you're home, if we think that we can't uh, uh, put a correct price on it, we'll call Andrew. Right, Vicki? That's right. We want to maximize your value and put the most money in your pocket. That is a huge priority for us at the Carroy's team. So you have been listening to the Carol Royce Real Estate Show. Vicki and I are here with you every single Sunday afternoon. Uh, you can reach me, 480-776-5231, or carolhasthebuyers.com. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Carol Royce, and I am in the studio with Vicki Middlebrook. And, of course, we still have Mr. Uh, Andrew Turley. He is the president of Phoenix Valuations. And, you know, Andrew, we were talking uh, just a little bit ago about... Arizona being an expanding uh, economy, and you mentioned several states. You mentioned Arizona, Texas, and Florida. I would think that that is because of our business climate here, mm-hmm. uh, our low taxes, opportunity here. And here's what Vicki says all of the time, that in her opinion, we're still undervalued as far as real estate when you compare it to other parts of the country. Yeah, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. You know, it starts with the jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like a lot of economists say, well, it's about jobs and migration. And I really say it's really about jobs. Right. That's what drives right. migration. Right. So when you have a, a state or you have policy that does not overtax people, that is pro-business, that is inviting entrepreneurial minds and allowing them to flourish that's what really expands the economy and what brings jobs here, which then it has people move to Arizona. Okay, so you just said something that's very, very important because, Vicki, you and I know that many of the buyers that we have worked with in the past few years, uh, say say COVID and, and, and later, mm-hmm. many of those are coming out of the state of Washington. Correct. Mm-hmm. Seattle area, out of Oregon. Yes. Portland. And out of California. And Andrew, what you just said, or those are high tax states, they don't benefit the entrepreneur or the the business person. And so we're, and then again, what what just happened in California with that mansion tax. Nightmare. It's a nightmare for these people. So we're seeing that migration coming into Arizona, but we can support it because we do have a friendly climate for business. And Mm -hmm. let's just hope that our current administration in Arizona keeps it business friendly Amen. but but we have a lot to offer and one of the things that vicky says all of the time too is we have something called climate which is pretty darn nice we don't have a lot of natural disasters we just have a little heat in the summer <laughs> better have a swimming pool right that's right yeah, have a swimming pool because many times of the year you know we get a lot of buyers from other parts of the country and and they're hikers they're bikers uh they want to get out they're golfers they want to play pickleball you know and we have the lifestyle here that no matter what your interest we we can accommodate it 
Right. Vitamin D is, is a big source of why people <laughs> move here. That's right. I've got friends that live in Seattle and, and Salt Lake, and they yeah. uh, they tell me, you know, I, there is that doom and gloom of, of the winter season. Right. Not but, here. You, you know, the thing that I think is just really fascinating is I, I read an article that Arizona had the second fastest expanding economy in the country, I believe, um, on a per capita basis wow. next wow. to Texas. And that's wow. because we have a very friendly climate to do business. That's right. You know, it's it's really important. It goes hand in hand with real estate. And when you have a company that relocates their business here, their employees a lot of times follow. Yes. Right. And so then, you, that with Intel, you know, especially. you get all different types of price points where maybe the boss is buying the luxury home and maybe, you know, some of his other employees, but the rest of them, they're buying kind of that mid-level house we find. That $700,000, $900,000 house. Or even yeah. four hundred, mm-hmm. five hundred, right. depending. And so it really fuels our real estate market. Well, and, and think about the driver of the economic machine when it, like a luxury home gets built for this oh executive moving here. Think yeah. of all the trades yeah. that get yeah. employed, the drywallers, the framers, yes. the stagers, the real estate agents. It's such a big component. Well, beyond that, Home Depot, uh, right. the drapery company, the carpet company. I the mean, furniture stores. The furniture stores. And so, you know, I, the administration says, and we're not going to talk politics, but I'm just going to say, we need to slow down inflation, so we're going to raise the interest rate. Mm-hmm. What that really does when they raise the interest rate, that, that, that stops some home buying. It just stops it because it really impacts your first-time home buyers. Yeah. They cannot afford the payments, and or it impacts s- folks that are sitting there at a two and a half, three yeah, percent well, interest rate, and then they They're go get a frozen. quote today and right. it's six and a half to seven percent. They go, you know what? Can we just live in this house for another year or two and kind of wait out the rates? Yeah, I mean, we we can talk all day about what's impacting this, that, or the other in terms of how people are living. But the thing I always look at are migration patterns. People making choices where they want to live. Arizona's number one in growth. Southern California's number one in shrinking inbound migration. There's a reason why if you want to hire a U-Haul, it's 10 (laughs) times as much to coming to Arizona as it is from Arizona to Phoenix, back to Southern California. It is. Um, That that is so very true. Well, you know, uh, as two Arizona natives here, are you too? Yeah, my mom grew up on a farm in Chandler. My dad grew up uh, in Central Phoenix. So did I. My dad was a dairy farmer in Chandler. So so we've seen this state grow. We've seen these little two-lane concrete roads uh, now go into four and five lane yeah. roads. Uh, mm-hmm. We've seen the the freeways built. And boy, I tell you what, Vicki, the other day, uh, Andrew, Vicki and I were on our, we were on the 101 going north, going to, going to the Troon area. Mm-hmm. And Vicki's just counting license plates. She does that. She goes California, 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 Washington, Washington Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Colorado. so we're, we're in Colorado. So we're, we're seeing a lot of people come into our beautiful state. And I don't think it's for vacation. I think <laughs> what you're, what you said is that we are expanding economy is a attracting these people into into our state and as a result of that we're, we're seeing that we don't have a lot of inventory so as an appraiser how do you look at that when we look at the numbers of houses on the market for a population of five and a half million yeah. it's nothing Andrew it's nothing it's nothing it's nothing and I, I've seen estimates and these are macro numbers that we are at a housing shortage nationwide by like 10 years of, of time mm-hmm. that it's going to take for it to build out and when you have Arizona where we lead the country in growth 
we have such a short inventory of available homes that there's just not enough. And so I just think it's, imper- in, in, it's, it's imperative that if you're going to sell a house or you're going to buy a house, align yourself with the best team that understands where this market is and where to price this house to get the most bang for your buck. Because yes. you guys have the line by the tail if you have a house yeah. and you have all these yeah. buyers and sellers. Yes. Right. How does low inventory affect you or does it not affect you as an appraiser? So low inventory definitely affects the value of of, of homes in, in general terms. Right now we're in this weird economic period that you alluded to regarding people are sort of frozen and locked in these low interest rates and they don't want to dip into a higher interest rate environment. So I think I'm very bullish long-term on Arizona's economy because there's not enough housing. There's not. Everyone's moving here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. right now we're still waiting for things to kind of shake out and and everyone's Mm -hmm. um, pockets to catch up with this inflationary high interest rate environment. So to answer your question, over time, our prices are going to increase because we don't have enough inventory to support the amount of people we, who we need totally to live agree. here. And we we're, totally we're agree. seeing some areas right now where we can put a home on the market and there's multiple offers right, right out of the gate on the house. We're and those that, areas yes. are still appreciating. appreciating. And then you can have another area and you go, this house is going to sell in a day. Yep. And the house 30, 60, 90 days is still on the market. And you're going, where are the buyers in this area? And that's why it's so critical to, to align yourself with the right sales yes. team and right analysts, mm-hmm. because we've seen markets, I'm not going to name places, but mm-hmm. they've been sliding three to 4%. Okay. We're not gonna be chicken little and freak out. That's not a depression. That's just a correction. Right. And then I've seen markets like in Paradise Valley, where it's gone up 6% since exactly. January for exactly. new construction. Yes. So you've got to align yourself with the right yeah. team that understands these these nuances in the market. We do, and we, we rely heavily on you, <clears throat> Andrew, and your expertise. The other thing, too, Andrew and Vicki, that we're seeing in this marketplace is an, an enorm, enormous amount of cash. We're yeah. seeing more uh-huh. cash, and I don't care what price range well is, said. but high, in, in that luxury and ultra luxury, it's just all, almost cash. Yeah, so we've seen, I, I was talking to a, a title agency, uh, one of the vice presidents recently, and I said, how many transactions have occurred that have been cash since COVID, right? Since mm-hmm. this explosion. Mm-hmm. And his estimate was anything over a million dollars is about 45% of those transactions have been cash. Thing. Those are the in-state, those are the yeah. people coming into mm-hmm. Arizona from mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. that are paying cash. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of our home sellers that are calling us and some of them are listeners to the show and they're saying, hey, I live in a home that's in North Scottsdale. I think it's worth around two and a half to mm-hmm. three million. I want to sell that house and I want to go buy another house and I want to spend around 1.8 to 2 million and I want to pay cash. Mm-hmm. And maybe they had a small mortgage on the house that they're currently going to sell and we're seeing a lot of that going on mm-hmm. right now. Would you agree? A little bit of downsizing, mm-hmm. selling the big house, but they're, taking the cash. They're kind of not yeah. downsizing. I want to call it they're right sizing, but they're changing uh, their location, but now they're having a paid off house. Right. Because they saw that appreciation happen during COVID with their larger estate. And so maybe they're in North Scottsdale and maybe they're moving to Gilbert or Chandler Mm -hmm. or Phoenix somewhere. And so that we're seeing a lot of that happening right now, too, in our valley. People are right sizing. No, no, we are seeing that. Well, here's what we see. People living in six and seven thousand square foot homes that had two or three children. Now they're in college or now they're married. And so, you know, all of a sudden you're not living in your home. You're living in three rooms of your home, the master (laughs) bedroom, the kitchen and and the family room or great room. Right. Right. And 
so yeah we're, we're seeing a lot of that but i just wanted to get your opinion on the cash because we too are seeing a lot of cash in this market yeah yeah so cash is, is a huge driver and it's a big component of, of what's happening but you mm-hmm. also have to understand on top of cash there's so much more investment activity in the market when i say investment mm-hmm. i mean wall street money fix and flip yes that yes. private equity side yes. of things yes. I, I read an article that a third of all transactions during kind of the post-COVID years were, were completed by investors. And yeah. a lot of those investors, yeah. it looks like cash, but it's actually something different. So there is a lot of cash in the market. Oh, that's true. I remember you called me about six months ago. <laughs> yeah. You were my brain because you had a um, someone from, forget which... It was from the Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal yeah. that called you, and we were talking about you that. You gave me so much information. I was like a lost, lost sheep in that environment. Yeah, Because we deal with a lot of those cash buyers as well at the Carol Royce team. Yeah. Hey, you have been listening to uh, Carol Royce, and I'm in the studio with Vicki Middlebrook, and we've had a great afternoon talking to Andrew Turley. He is president of Phoenix Valuations. If you have a high-end luxury home, if you have a unique home, if you have a historic home, if you have a complex property and you would like to know the value of it, Vicki, the only person we would ever recommend would be Andrew Turley. That's right. Or maybe you're going through a divorce or maybe it's an estate sale and you need to know the value of what that home was, you know, on the day that the death occurred. Andrew is your guy. So, Andrew, what's the best phone number for you? Uh, Reach our office at 480-634-5980. And our website is www.phoenixvaluationsplural.com. Thank you for being on our show today, Andrew.